Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson, and here we are at the start of a new year. It's January, and you know what that means, Luann. That means time to get healthy, right? Absolutely. Every year, it seems like we make that pledge. Yeah, the New Year's resolution. Uh, You know, and sometimes even if it's not a New Year's resolution, it just seems to be the natural flow of life that after, you know, several weeks of holidays and and eating sweets and attending parties and whatnot, it just seems like we feel the need in January to put all the decorations away, get our house in order, and sort of get our health in order too. At least that's how I feel every January. And judging by the millions of Americans who are starting diets and joining the gym and buying new sneakers this month. Uh, Apparently, I'm not alone. No, you are not alone. And you can go look in any grocery store and you see all of the weight loss fads uh, right up front, where if you're on any specific diet, you're going to find it as soon as you walk in the door because they want you to buy as much of it as possible because they know if you don't buy it now, then you're going to fade out in about a month. And that's what typically happens. After about a month of really giving it your all, you kind of get bored with it or you get where you feel like you're depriving yourself and and we kind of slip back into old habits. That's true. Yes, all the stuff is out in January because they know we're motivated to buy it. So we see it and we're excited and we buy the the yoga stretch band dumbbells, all of that stuff. And then they have to take it away because, like you say, we won't buy it the rest of the year, most of us. But also because if it's still there in, in February, it's a terrible reminder of how badly we failed in January. And we don't want to see that. <laughs> they know that. February 14th is Valentine's Day, so they don't want you thinking about a diet in February. They want you to buy it all in January, and then we're all going to make excuses and say, oh, but I want to buy that chocolate for my husband, or I want to buy that for my kids. And and then, of course, you, you have a bag of something, and then it's left over. And I host so many things at my house that I always get all the leftovers, When my husband and I went through our pantry because we decided, you know what, we don't want to just go on a diet. We want to change the way we live. We want to change the way we eat. And when we started looking, all the leftover chocolates that came back from our Encouragement Cafe retreat, all the leftover Mm -hmm. junk from Christmas and New Year's was all at my house. Everybody Mm -hmm. left their stuff. And so it's really easy to fall back into old habits if it's laying around the house. First piece of advice most any eating plan worth its weight and salt will tell you is get the junk or get the temptations out of the house. And, you know, that's good advice for life, is it not? To save yourself the willpower and the dilemma of facing and overcoming a temptation, just move it out of your path so that you don't have to face it every day. So critical. I mean, the one and only time I was ever successful at taking off weight and keeping it off was, let's see, 13 years ago. That's pretty sad. 13 years (laughs) ago. But I did just that. I remember going into my, I 
my husband wanted to commit because we had a daughter getting married in July that year. And we both said, you know what, let's, let's make that our goal. Let's try to lose before the wedding so that we'll feel good. You know, you'll want to walk her down the aisle and feel good in your tux and all those things. Let's really commit to this. And so I think number one, when you're starting out is to really commit to the goal and have a specific goal in mind. Like for us, it was losing a certain amount of weight by that July deadline. For me, I need to have that hanging out there so that I know when I hit it. You know, a lot of times we can just say we're going to eat right. But for me, I need something to work toward. Is that true for you? Yes. Otherwise, it's a nebulous goal that just sort of floats out there in the realm of intention. You have to have it scheduled in space and time for it to actually get done, which is why if things don't go on a to-do list or go on a calendar, they don't tend to get done. We have to have it confined in time and space. So yeah, I think that works at to have a have a deadline of I want to to lose this much or I want to have walked this many miles or taken this many steps by the end of this day. And I also think it's important that you and your your husband were doing it together, right? You had someone in it with you holding you accountable. That helps me. Of course I'm highly extroverted, but it always helps me when I'm not exercising, I'm gonna be uh, uh, honest here right now now, and I have several friends that do this, and I hope they're not offended, but when I see my friends post on Facebook or social media that they ran, you know, seven miles today, and I'm not in my healthy spot, I just like, I'm like, oh, that Melanie, (laughs) or that Jennifer, you know, because it's just a reminder that I'm not doing what I wish that I were doing. But I understand why they post that. It's not necessarily just to brag. It's a it's a form of accountability. It's a form of having some some people in it with you. So, you know, I'm as an extrovert, I like having someone in it with me. I like having someone to say, you know, I did my exercise this day or look, here's the picture of the healthy salad that I have for lunch. And I like it when they give me the same thing. Here's the picture of their their healthy dinner. Or, you know, here's the great running shoes they just found. That helps me to have someone in it with me as well as having a specific goal in time. Today, we're talking about the new year, the new way to eat. And here at Encouragement Cafe, it's easy for us to sit down at the table, grab a cup of coffee, maybe a scone. (laughs) And we just we have a tendency to just kind of sit and share life. Mm -hmm. And we love to do that. But here's a couple of things I want to point out. First of all, Number one is to have a goal in mind and say, okay, Lord, if you know that my body is not the temple that you want it to be, if I am not taking care of it, it's just as big a sin as other sins because God tells us that we are the temple for his Holy Spirit. We need to be accountable to that. And I am the biggest offender of that. So I want to say, Lord, first and foremost, Help me to see this as a way to worship you, a way to say I'm in it to win it. I want to have a goal in mind. And so that's number one. And then number two, like you said, have an accountability partner, someone that's going to walk this road with you and say, hey, let's do this thing together. And, you know, I have a lot of single mom friends that feel totally alone when they're trying to do this. They don't have the husband to to be there with them to do it. So I encourage them to jump in with us 
And so we kind of go back and forth and talk to one another and, and give them the pictures and the, and what we did and what we didn't do that day. Cause a lot of times, just like you, Rachel, I'm like, you know what? I got up and did no exercise and I'm just going to own it and admit it. And when we share our good times and our bad times, we feel like we're not walking this thing called life all by ourselves as we work to get ourselves in shape. As you well know, Luann, there is a a whole group of us at Encouragement Cafe, you know, here on the team that uh, is trying to do this together right now. We're capitalizing on the fact that it's January, so we're all highly motivated. Hey, I always capitalize on the motivation when it's there. We're all capitalizing on that this January and um, posting together on online our struggles and our triumphs and our tips, and that's been so helpful. And there's lots of places you can join a gym, you can um, get a, a neighborhood group together. My neighbor and I have committed to walking um, twice a week outdoors at the park this month, um, you know, cold weather or warm, off we go. You know, it, it's so important. And when I was successful years ago doing it, uh, what I did was grab some girlfriends and we walked every morning and we talked about a certain devotional book. And so we would all read the same devotion that morning and then we would talk about it on our walk. We got up before we had to go to work and and we would just get together and we'd walk in the cold. We had our hats and gloves and coats on. But there's something about doing this together with someone else. And, you know, doesn't Mm -hmm. the Bible tell us that, that wherever two or more are gathered, God is there in your midst? And so if you if you say, Lord, I need you to give me that accountability person. And maybe it is your husband, but there have been times in the past that my husband was not interested in any way in eating right. And, you know, I would buy all the healthy food. He would go to the store when I was at work and buy all the junk. And so we were (laughs) fighting against one another because if it's there, you eat it. If you get God on your on your team and you say, Lord, I need you to give me that accountability person. And maybe it's somebody you haven't even thought of yet. Maybe it's a neighbor. One year I walked with a a neighbor down the street from me because she was always out running. And I said, oh, I wish I could do that, but I can't run. I've got a a knee that if I run, it swells up like the size of a basketball. So I can't do the running. And she said, look, I'll walk with you. I would love to have a partner to walk with. And I never dreamed in a million years that she would slow her pace down so that we could do something together. So if you pray and you say, God, I need you in the midst of what we're trying to do, because bottom line, here is the reason. I want you to listen up to this. If you hear nothing else on this program today, this is the truth. God has given every one of us a purpose. You are living this life with a plan And either we're on the plan or we're not, but the plan of God is that we will keep ourselves absolutely fit so that we can fulfill our purpose. And when we fall away from that, we can't do all that God had planned for us because we're too fatigued, we're too tired, we're too sluggish, or we just don't get off the couch. We would rather sit in front of the TV instead of doing what God calls us to do. And so the number one reason that we need to really pay attention this year, and I believe more than ever, I mean, Rachel, you know my word this year is fire. 
And I believe mm-hmm. with everything in me, I'm supposed to just let people know that God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And he wants to do so much more if we'll only let him. Well, that's such a great point because some people are seemingly naturally motivated to eat well and exercise and be healthy. You know, they might seem to be naturally high energy or they just don't seem to have a sweet tooth, you know. And so if you don't have something coming along, like the wedding that you and your husband decided to lose weight for or a high school reunion, or you're not motivated to, you know, get in shape for Um, bathing suit season or whatnot, Um, you know, year after year goes by and our health just slowly declines. So for those of us who maybe don't seem to have a lot of natural motivation to, to want to get in shape, it's right there for us as believers in the Bible. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 6.18, that your body is a temple. It is the house. It is the place of worship. Um, it is the temple for the Holy Spirit. For us to be a, a effective temple, Good nutrition, you know, good health is is absolutely crucial for us to remain in a position to answer God's call to good works when it comes along. And if we're mindlessly watching TV on the couch with Cheetos, which is one of my favorite things to do, uh, then we're not gonna we're not gonna he- hear or heed that call. And 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 I'm not saying that we can't ever eat a Cheeto or can't ever watch TV, but it's this notion of being a good steward of the temple that is the Holy Spirit. It's like you're the chief maintenance officer for the temple of God. If you can imagine in your head, you know, some sort of um, ancient temple that was the dwelling place of God in the Old Testament, and then imagine yourself there in robe and tunic as the chief officer, the head maintenance guy, you know, that's your job, that's your role. Only the temple isn't a physical place in, in the Middle East. It's, it's right where you're sitting. It's right within you. It's your body. Such a good point. And, you know, I was reading scripture the other day that uh, talked about how God gave the tailors the skill and the ability to make the garments for the priests and Aaron. And I think about God gives us the ability to do the things that he's called us to do. He always does. If he's called you to be a tailor, he's going he's gonna to give you the skill and the ability to do that. Well, God has called us to be the temple for his Holy Spirit, to be the one that goes and represents him here on earth. Because think about it. There are people walking the streets that really don't know Jesus. They know they've heard stories about him. You know, they know that Easter and Christmas are about him, but they really don't know Jesus. They only know the stories they've heard. And so God in his wisdom said, I am going to deposit my Holy Spirit in you, my child. When I leave this earth, I'm not going to leave you with nothing. I'm going to deposit that promise of the Holy Spirit in you, and you will become the temple of that Holy Spirit. Now, you may not feel like a temple, and you may say, no, that's not me. But the fact is, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you have given your heart to him and you have repented of your sins and you say, I am walking with you, Lord, then he says, I want you to understand your role. Your role is this body 
is the place where I dwell. It's the place where I fulfill reaching others with the good news. And when we are fit and when we're healthy and when we're eating right, Rachel, we don't feel like sitting on the couch anymore. We feel better. We feel like we have more energy. Now, I don't know about you, but since I've been eating right, I have an abundance of energy. I'm kind of driving my husband a little bit crazy because I have so much more energy. He's like, have you even finished your first cup of coffee yet? You're bouncing up and you're starting on projects. That's the way God wants us. He wants us to be full of life and full of energy so that we can fulfill the purpose that he has in store for us. After I had had my second child and I had put on a little bit of weight with each child, I remember not having the energy I had always had. I can remember telling my, you know, four-year-old to head upstairs to get the diapers and the wipes for me to change my my six-month-old because I didn't want to walk up the steps. I didn't even have the energy really to go up the steps multiple times a day. I can remember in those early years when my children were young, I can remember fixing them lunch and I would fix them like a sandwich and then with their sandwich they would get a handful of grapes and a few baby carrots and a glass of water and then when I would fix my lunch I would make myself a sandwich and beside the sandwich there would be a handful of Cheetos um, and a glass of Diet Coke and I would not give my children the the snack foods the, the chips I would not give them the soda and I remember the day standing in my kitchen when it dawned on me you wouldn't feed your kids this why are you feeding it to yourself and I'm like, this is why your daughter has the energy to go up the stairs and, 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 and retrieve whatever item you don't have the energy to go up the stairs and retrieve. So it's very true. What we eat does affect our energy level. It affects our weight, which also affects our energy level. It affects our health, which affects our energy level. And it's all very circular. It's an upward spiral when we're eating well and we're moving our bodies. And it's a downward spiral when we're not. And you know what else I notice? It makes a difference in my attitude. You know, and I'll be honest, the first few days that you're on the kick of eating right, you feel like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know, you know, because you get a headache, you get uh, where you feel like you're starving. Get past that, you know, just keep doing what you know is right. Eat the food and We're working through the wild diet by Abel James, but there are other good diets that are available. That one is working for me. But if you get past that point where you're like, I don't think I can do this. But if you pray and you say, God, I know you've called me to eat right. I know you've called me to put down the sugar. I know you've called me to stop eating the things that are destroying my body and making me fatigued and making me not feel like doing what you've called me to do. And I can't do it alone. If you get past those feelings, suddenly you don't feel hungry and the headaches have gone away and you feel like you have a little more energy and then you have a good attitude. You look at life like, yes, I can do this. It is possible. And everything looks a little bit brighter. Don't you agree? I do. You know, and you jokingly said that you are having so much energy now that you're driving your husband a little crazy because you're bounding all over the house and you're ready to tackle a bunch of projects. But if I could 
quiz Dwight right now, I'm pretty sure he would say he prefers this Luann to the Luann who gets grumpy and irritable because she's hangry and tired. (laughs) Hangry. Yes, I've always said, uh, don't ever let me be hot, hungry, or hurried because those three H's just really turn my attitude the wrong way. So, you know, a lot of times we say this statement, and I've heard a lot of people use this, well, this is just the way I am. This is just the way God made me. And what would you say to that, Rachel? How would you respond when somebody says, this is just the way I am. This is the way God made me. I would say you are the way you are because of the way you've been living and eating for many, many years. Um, that's what we were getting at earlier is it's a downward spiral of, of energy and apathy and self-numbing with food and entertainment, you know, shopping or TV or whatever it might be. I don't think any of us are fully hitting our, our potential, but I, I think that if we made some changes and sustained those changes for a while, we might might be surprised at who we are. I so agree with you. I mean, when I think of the babies that come into the world, and I have 10 grandchildren, and I was there for most of them within, if not at the time of birth, uh, not long afterwards. And when you see that little baby, there's no ounce of fat on them. They're, they're perfect. You know, they are just the sweetest little creation. And I believe that God says, I want you to take care of this precious little body that is yours, but it's also shared with me when you, when you become my child. And when I think of what you gave the example of, you would never put bad things into your children. So let's start looking at ourselves as being the child of God. And God says, I don't want to put anything bad inside you. You are my precious child, and I want you to make good choices because there is a, an abundant life that comes from making good choices. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. I mean, we talked about let's have some kind of a goal. Let's uh, get an accountability partner. Let's make good choices when we eat. And let's talk for just a minute about some good choices about our food. Well, you know, our, our, our friend, uh, our mutual friend out there in California, the way she says it, and first time she said it to it, it made me kind of roll my eyes and cringe because I wasn't eating that way. She said, you know, a food is a good choice if it either came from the ground or it had a mama. Yeah. Or was it created in, in a manufacturing plant? Uh, so if it gr- came out of the ground or it had a mama, it's probably a good choice. Now, I jokingly said to, to my, my friend Stephanie beside me um, at that point when I first heard that, I said, well, um, what if it has a daddy? Is that okay if it has a daddy and not a mommy? Uh, <laughs> You know, like Mr. Goodbar, for instance. Uh, uh, but actually, all food, all food that comes out of the ground or has a mama does have a daddy. Because in Psalm 136, verses 25 and 26, it says, He who gives food to all flesh, his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, his steadfast love endures forever. So the earth is created to contain all the vitamins and minerals and amino acids that our bodies need. You know, when God made the earth and when he made Adam, 
Adam and Eve, He made them in unity and harmony to um, to feed and take care of one another. So, wise choices in terms of health is, you know, if this came from the hand of God, which means it came out of the ground or it came from a mama, it's probably a good choice. All right, so there you have it. We are going to be accountable with you. When you go on this journey, you know, shoot us a, a text, shoot us a, an email, get on our Facebook page. We will be accountable with you. You are not in this alone. This is your Encouragement Cafe. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. Let's make healthy choices. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Jump online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time.